0: Welcome to this
1: new episode of Chamber of the Elders. Um, season 2.5, episode... Nine. Ten? Nine? Nine. 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 Um, and uh, oh boy, have we got a fun and frivolous topic for you yeah, this week, well, listeners.
0: We've started off with the watches. We we have we always have a must-watch, obviously. Mm. Um we did Gates Watch, so we've done a couple of billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Then Cummings, we've got in a, getting a bit political now. We did cum uh, watch. Now we're going for a big dog. Oh dear! Speaking.
2: A big, a big angry dog. What kind of dog would you call Trump? Like, if Trump was going to be a breed of dog, what would it be?
0: Be a bulldog, like once revered but now plagued with illnesses. I mean. <laughs>
2: Yeah like like an, like an elderly overweight bulldog who has yeah. the the yapping power of a of a chihuahua Yeah, I yeah see that. A, a, a badly looked after bulldog chihuahua mix that, that's what uh that's what Trump is
0: Yeah so we're we're taking on Trump the new, newest revelations from John Bolton his former national head of security um, a
1: complete warmonger, should we say Yeah he, who's like um, yeah Puts Dick we're going to be talking, yeah, we're going to be talking about Bolton a lot in this because um, quite recently his tell-all book has you know, leaked mm. just a, just before it's been published, is that right?
0: I think it's been published as of now, but it was leaked beforehand, so there's been time yeah. for articles to be written and such.
1: But this this book is all about this, his accounts from the White House inside Trump's White House, and it's like you know, a red-hot, scathing, apparently no-holds-barred sort of look into the the madness behind the curtain of that White House right now. And so we felt inspired to do a Trump watch. Hmm. We're gonna up he, what's
0: going on with him And he must have some legitimate you know uh, info otherwise Trump wouldn't have tried to block it, which I thought was a stupid move from him because if anything it just publicized it massively.
2: Trump's never heard of the streisand effect, obviously um Mm. it's it's pretty hilarious i mean it was going to be a big story anyway you know regardless but uh trump's kind of been fanning the flames of it just by complaining about it on twitter constantly ever since it came out like even even today he's put out tweets about it washed up creepster john bolton is a lowlife (laughs) who should be in jail money sees for disseminating (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for disseminating for profit highly classified information. Remember what they did to the young submarine sailor. I'm not even sure what he's referencing there, but did nothing to crooked Hillary. I ended up pardoning uh, him. It wasn't fair. <laughs> like it's just
1: Hillary again. No, come on, man. This Go is for it. this
2: is one of my favorite revelations from Bolton's book as well. I I don't know if he, I, I've been looking through um like you know a few lists of like the top revelations from the book uh this is one i I, di- I didn't know about that um pa- apparently uh in a phone call with putin putin like convinced trump to back maduro the president in venezuela or at least to stop attacking maduro um by comparing the leader of the venezuelan opposition to hillary clinton which yeah. uh, Bolton claims um completely convinced Trump like instantly and that uh oh my God. yeah and B- Bolton this is an exact quote from Bolton here i think Putin thinks he can play him like a fiddle it's uh it yeah it, it it's it's uh, a it's a ridiculous thing and there's tons of uh equally damning revelations in in the book that you can by the way just read for free online people were so angry about Bolton not coming forward with this information during the impeachment process that a lot of people are basically boycotting the book but yeah, yeah
1: we would never encourage piracy but let's just say none of us feel that Bolton is very deserving of any profits from the publishing of this book he's held on to this information he could have uh... Said it all during the impeachment trials, but he didn't. That's been controversial.
2: He he, uh, he claims that the... Th- this is Bolton. Bolton says the Democrats committed impeachment malpractice by only focusing yes. on Ukraine. You know, you remember the Ukraine scandal was the main driving thing behind the impeachment, and Bolton's convinced that more Americans would have seen Trump as having been guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors if they broadened the investigation. And you know what well, would have helped with that? All, all the information Bolton yeah. had.
0: <laughs> it's There's some balls, balls on the man to have all this information and then not come forward with it when it was most needed. And then after the fact say, yeah, you, you guys really didn't look hard enough. You should have been looking at all these things that he
1: was doing. By the way, buy my, buy my new book. Yeah. Buy my new book for sale. Yeah, come on. But we're here for, for ragging on Trump, really. Bolton's just the vehicle for that, isn't he? Um, oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the claims against Trump that I liked... From the Bolton tell is um, the fact that apparently Donald Trump didn't know that the UK has nuclear weaponry. Yeah, I love that. He it, it. just Didn't know that. Why would you know that, Mr. President? <laughs> you, know. you know, he
2: he said like, it. He said it to Theresa May as well. Like that's the thing. Like, like he, like, he asked, can
1: Imagine May being like, uh, you know, we actually have nukes, mate, right? Well, <laughs> what, apa- what? Apa-
2: apparently the conversation <laughs> sure. went like. Um, they were talking about the, the, I think the Salisbury poisonings, and like uh, um, a British diplomat brought up that this is basically a chemical weapons attack on a nuclear power, and Trump said out loud, "Oh, you're a nuclear power."
0: It is a moment I imagine that was pre- that it was preceded by not preceded by uh, followed by just deafening silence, as people tried to work out whether what he said was either. That was actually what he said, and then once just saying that was it a joke? Oh wait, it wasn't a joke. He's being serious.
2: <laughs> Bolton does I imagine he, he does add the caveat, Bolton, that he 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 feels that it certainly wasn't a joke. He says it definitely didn't feel like a joke, like when he said it. Yeah. go on, Matt.
1: Most of his most of his team are just probably dead-eyed when stuff like that happens. Just no reaction. Just maybe a sigh.
2: <laughs> well, as you know, another part of this book like Bolton talks about how some of um the most loyal Trumpists are you know secretly n- n- not thinking of him in a, in a very high stature in their own minds Mike Pompeo is alleged to have written a note saying uh that Trump is and I quote full of shit
1: yeah Mike Pompeo being um that's not his lawyer is it
2: no, 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 oh. Mike Pompeo. I, I forget what Mike Pompeo's actual job is, you know, but he, he, he's one of like the main Trumpy, Trump-y people. Like a fan
1: six, isn't he? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he's the, he's the Secretary of State? Is Pompeo? There we go. Secretary of State. So yeah, that's very really major, very, very... A position as well. A-
2: absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
0: But the the thing with a lot of these allegations of like Trump, not allegations, well they are allegations of Trump not knowing about Britain's nuclear power. He also it's claimed that he didn't know. He, like, he thought Helsinki was part of Russia, was like a satellite state of Russia.
2: He thought the whole of Finland, yeah.
1: What? The whole of Finland? He, yeah. didn't know Finland? he didn't know Finland was a country. Isn't the... that a Reddit meme? <laughs> the, the,
2: the, or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, it is, it isn't, is it? isn't it? Isn't it? That Finland it is, doesn't like exist. It's like a fake
1: conspiracy, conspiracy theory, theory. theory that fin- Finland, Finland isn't real or something. It's like it, a
2: parody of conspiracy theories. Like how ridiculous it <laughs> is, is meant to be an instant giveaway that is
0: bollocks. <laughs> oh god but the thing with these is it's like they're just uh, most obvious googles he's on his phone all the time tweeting You can, I've just googled world nuclear nations and google just lists them there <laughs> and uh, I googled Helsinki is it's like capital of Finland yeah.
1: the independent country it's amazing. Can we can we also talk about the the, the failed rally that has just happened as well? Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred
2: percent. I mean, we'd be remiss not to.
1: Yeah, that's been entertaining me quite a lot. There's been some very great pictures and video of Trump looking incredibly dejected coming back from that. Um, but you guys might know a bit more than me. Well, about he shot what himself.
0: Happened. He shot himself in the foot by him and his administration claiming it was a massive sellout. There was going to be no social distancing because it was so so sold out that we could couldn't even possibly do it. Yeah, um, in in a nutshell, what happened then? And then so. basically, so they claimed that they sold all their tickets, and then when it came around to it, I believe it was like forty percent full, if that.
2: It um, I, I, yeah, I think they said it was. Um, oh god, I can't remember if it was a third full or a third empty, like two thirds full or one third full. But regardless, um. No, it, was it, wasn't like a, it had
1: like an upper deck and that was entirely empty. So They, they built an additional stage outside the venue because they were anticipating the Republicans are anticipating such a huge crowd. Um, and they just gaffed it. No one appeared. No one, yeah. no one cared.
2: Someone on Twitter put a great list up of uh, acts that sold out the same arena Trump was using in 2019. It was stuff like Shanana, and um, the, like the Michigan touring company of La Traviata, like, you know, like <laughs> literally <laughs> stuff like. But you. you oh my God. But you, you you know the you know the whole K pop stand thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. K uh K pop stands on Twitter and um general zoomers are uh, 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 alleged to they they allege that they are at least in part responsible for it because they, it, these tickets were free and anyone could. Request a ticket. Anyone could sign up and go like, "Yeah, I'll have a ticket." And if you use the right zip code, like you were from Tulsa, then um, it was you know, it, it didn't look like you were a bot or anything. So apparently, all these K-pop stands like booked up loads of the tickets and loads of the seats, and they're alleging that that's part of the reason the um <laughs> the arena was so empty it's definitely part of the reason why uh they uh, you know they thought they'd had a million seats given away
1: yeah yeah that's the inflated numbers bit i think and they just they just made fools of themselves thinking yeah yeah we're going to have the biggest rally yet and you could tell trump needs those rallies for his for his ego man like it's probably one of the only things he enjoys about the job is is getting the crowd cheering at him. So when one of them fails, it's like a, a critical hit to his soul, isn't it? It, it? His black and withered soul, but still a soul, all the same.
2: I didn't, I didn't watch too much of his speech. I kind of like, you know, caught the highlights sort of thing. But he, he certainly did elicit applause from the audience in some, utterly
0: baffling ways.
1: I sent you that video of, of Trump drinking from a glass of water and the crowd going ape. Yeah,
0: because he he managed to use one hand. (laughs) Whereas in the the previous speech that he did, he picked the glass with one hand and then had to sort of support it with his other hand.
2: He has a history of doing that, drinking the water two-handed like a toddler or something.
1: Um... It It looked like he had some sort of, like, you know, just trouble. You know, like an old man struggling to drink a glass of water. So I guess he knows it. And then his ego has to defend it. So at the next rally, he confidently chugs some water and then throws it away whilst his crowd's like whee!
0: The secret, the secret Service, there was actually some string tied around his wrist run over the rafters it, and the Secret Service good, member pulls yeah. it. As, as I like to think to there's a s-
1: Secret Service guy in a suit on all fours in the rafters, like lifting it at just the right time. To...
2: <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie's, but on like yeah. a global scale.
1: Yeah, he's also... Um, Part of his speech at this failed rally was him just going on about um, that time where he walked down a ramp really, oh, really yeah. slowly like an old man, which everyone else is making fun of him for. He, he apparently he ranted for about ten minutes about why like he had different shoes on and the ramp was was made of th- this material and. Just ar- oh, ar- ar-
0: given of, given how much of a big deal he made over Hillary stumbling into her car during the. 2016 mm.
2: election. Mm. Yeah, but he he also he also went on to explain a little bit about the water thing as well. He was basically saying, "Oh, it's because I had a really nice silk tie on, and you know, what? you know, when when you get water, it's never the same again. If you get any water on it, it's never the same." So
1: he says that he says that, and like really poor people cheer for it. It's it's next level dystopian.
2: Sometimes. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But um, it capped off a, a week, that rally did. It capped off a week of negative press stories about Trump because he just, you know, even, even outside of the Bolton book, he had a hard week last week. <laughs> My God. You know about this, uh, this other book? You know about this other book that's uh, going to come out soon? Written by his no, niece, God. his niece, Mary Trump.
1: Oh, oh I, I heard did I hear he was about. trying to block it, wasn't he? Like is he is he trying to, to legally
2: block, that, block, block well? that one as well?
1: What? I, I think so.
2: It's it's amazing. Like you know, all these Republicans <laughs> go on about freedom of speech the entire time, and his their figurehead trying to bloody block books coming out. It's just it's absurd. It, it means
1: it's, nothing to them. It means nothing
2: at that stage. speech. Um, he's also just been, you know, even madder than usual on Twitter. I don't know if you saw last week. He uh, he replied to one of his own tweets that he tweeted a few days oh, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, so so a few days beforehand, he tweeted in all capital letters. Mind the silent majority is stronger than ever, and then a few days later, like three days later, he replied to his own tweet saying that, just saying,
0: true
1: wait true i thought you were gonna say he like added something on but he re- replied <laughs>
0: it was as if he true. thought it was someone else's tweet and he was just like oh this is so true oh my he just Lord.
2: publicly agreed with himself you know like someone who's in the midst of a severe concussion or something it's um
1: the state of it the absolute state of the
2: absolute state right now and you know what? It's
1: embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Did you
2: hear about the other controversial Twitter thing uh, from him last week? The video he put up? Uh, no. So Maybe. you might have seen this video. It's gone viral a number of times in the past year or so. This video of that uh, white toddler and that black toddler uh, spotting each other in the street and running towards each other and then giving each other a big hug and then oh, they run, oh, yeah yeah and then they run off playing it's a really sweet really nice video um yeah. trump posted an edited version of that video where it, <laughs> oh my god you i can't you guys haven't heard of this he he posted an edited version of this video where it started with just the ending of the video which is the the black toddler running from the white toddler uh with a fake cnn news banner on saying um and, and i quote terrified toddler spelt t-o-d-l-e-r so spelt wrong terrified toddler runs from racist baby and uh what? yeah 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 so so like the video began with that you know uh, putting itself forward as a genuine CNN news piece and then the video went on to be like but this is what actually happened and then showing the hug and everything and then ended with like watch out for fake news or something (laughs) (laughs) and then Twitter like instantly marked the video as fake news (laughs) and like an hour or so later he deleted it Um,
0: yes I like how Twitter have been clapping back at him well they've been 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 in general yeah, doing something about it. Yeah, it's apparently they're did. apparently they're going to trial doing a thing where if you post an article, you have to prove that you've read it. I don't know how. I, to, I've or. heard
2: of that. I've heard of that. Oh, is it, it you have to prove it? I I just thought it came up with an extra option, just saying like you know headlines can be misleading. You should probably read it first or something.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I might have misread it because I, I was trying to think of how you would prove that you've read it. Like, do they? Write you a little quiz about the article.
2: (laughs) That would certainly (laughs) slow down the speed of discourse, wouldn't it? If everybody had to do a quiz on every single article they ever wrote.
1: Yeah. That might
2: be good in some ways. It'd be good in some ways. but you know, I mean, people wouldn't get as much done, maybe. Um, But yeah, the man's a fool. The man's a fool. (laughs) I I think we have to bring up as well the, the testing paradox. Right? The um his his claim that we were doing too much testing, so I asked them to slow down the testing because yeah, if you do less, yeah, if you do if you do less testing for the virus, you're gonna get less cases of the virus.
1: That's how a four-year-old would think, isn't it? It's like,
2: the same way like as it if you never take a pregnancy test, you're never gonna get pregnant.
1: I'm sure Trump has said those exact words to some poor woman at some point. Oh,
0: God,
2: it's sad to think of.
0: If I don't think about ageing, I'll actually stay 25 <laughs> forever. Yeah. It's just, the, it's just Tr- a matter of Tr- mind over matter.
1: Trump believes that we all have a, a, a finite supply of energy in our bodies and that exercising uses that up quicker and makes you die faster. He's said this before, and that's why, that's why he doesn't exercise
2: Maybe that's why he thinks that professional wrestlers often die early. Maybe like, oh, it's going to nothing to do with steroid it's abuse exactly. or concussions. It's just because they put out such ama- amazing energy. They use up
1: their life force so quick in the ring. It's amazing.
0: D- WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. So that means he looks at like marathon runners and sprinters and just sits there going, <laughs> you fools, wasting your energy. <laughs> While he sits there on his Fifth packet of McNuggets Yeah, has like a Trump McRib or whatever
2: Tweeting agreements uh, to himself
0: Well he's got the lowest lowest Approval ratings in uh, Modern history At the moment But what do we think of uh, What do we think of Biden's chances then? Because that's basically the the thrust of uh, Bolton's book is how everything that Trump is doing or has done is all focused on getting reelected again. Yeah.
2: you know, um, it's it's interesting with Bri- uh, Bryden. Rob Bryden, Rob Bryden,
0: Rob Bryden. That'd how be interesting.
2: how, it, how it is just, he? Could probably do a good Trump impression, I imagine. But uh, no, Biden. Um, you know, I, I actually had a. Kind of interesting Twitter interaction with Reginald D. Hunter, the comedian, this past week, actually. Um, you did? Yeah, I did. He he posted something. He posted like a video or retweeted a video that was basically uh, Biden mixing his words up and it seemed like Biden didn't know about uh, Juneteenth you know, the African-American holiday celebrating the actual emancipation of slaves in Texas two years after abolition had happened. Uh, It was a video where Biden basically seemed to misunderstand the purpose of that holiday. And Reginald D. Hunter had tweeted it as if like, oh, God, like, look at this guy. And I think I, I, I just tweeted something like, yeah, but... I mean, he's going to be better than Trump, though. He might be a bit shit, but he's going to be better than Trump, which is why I believe about Biden. I think Biden is a bit shit, but he's going to be so much better than Trump. And Reginald D. D. Hunter replied to me with a uh, a gif of Conan O'Brien looking very incredulous, as if to say, what are you on about? And then the caption, Trump light versus Trump, which I just thought like, First
1: of all, it's... Insanely, insanely reductive.
2: Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, it's a very far off the mark, I feel, to call Biden-Trump light.
0: Well, it's just, you just read Biden's key policies and it's like, it could be further away from Trump, really. Yeah,
2: but then, and this is what I said to him as well, like, you know, and besides all those points, what... Who else are you going to vote for? Who, who's the Gary Johnson this year who's going to take away 4% of yeah. very important jokes? Uh, jokes? It, I mean votes.
1: It sucks that you have to make that point, who else are you going to vote for? Like, yeah, that's not ideal, but welcome to reality, I yeah, suppose.
2: Reginald D. Hunt is a bit weird on Twitter politically. He, he seems to be... I, I don't know. I don't want to speak too much on the man's political affiliations because I don't know all that much about it. But whenever he does tweet something political, it's always a bit like, really? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this yeah, is no, just me expecting all comedians to be...
1: We'll try and get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we'll you've had out.
2: contact with him, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I'm, I'm sure he'll be up for that. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. Biden, I mean, he he's... Like I say, he's not great, Biden, but yeah, it's him or Trump. What are you
0: going to do? I don't know. I've come around on Biden a little bit. I still think he's by far, far, far from the best candidate. But he's, he wants a progression of, you know, Obamacare. He wants four years of free college tuition for all Americans. There's, you know, it's very social stuff. And if Bernie Sanders and um, the other candidate, wasn't there, he'd be probably considered one of the most extreme lefties out of them. But because you've got Bernie Sanders there, it that throws him just as a mild centrist.
1: Bernie's not even that left, like
0: For America he
1: is though. He's basically Yeah, obviously he's... for America, yeah, that's what I mean. But
2: by our standards he's yeah. not left. He's basically like New Labour by our standards.
1: Yeah. It's it's so it's all a bit heated over there
2: but the, the thing is so like me politically you guys know me i'm pretty left leaning politically
1: I, th- I thought you were a big fascist
2: no yeah i, I used to be a big fascist but then i, I got kicked out of my local fascist group. became
0: became so fascist that you went back around the other way and now
2: yep that's yeah, what yeah. happens that's what happens it's like once you commit enough hate crimes you just they're
1: <laughs> not racist anymore
2: yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um... with that, we'll, we use that to
0: advertise the podcast. That's good. Oh, good. Season
1: three commencing. <laughs> soon.
2: Anyway, what I was what I was saying was, um, uh, in an ideal world, I would have liked Sanders for the Democratic nomination and eventually Sanders as president. However, I feel like Biden is more likely to win the presidency than Sanders. Would have been um, because I, I feel like look at look at the UK, look at what happened with Jeremy Corbyn. Like mm-hmm. you, you know he, who you know. Let, just quick side note: Corbyn was pretty crap in a lot of ways as well. But um, it was the fact that he was more socialist than more openly socialist. That was all the uh, tinder that the right needed for their bonfire of lies and.
0: Yeah, well, boomers being brought up on. Oh, com- Dirty Commies are the enemy. Any sort of, yeah, any sort of socialism sort of seems like... Um, they they live in Rocky Thorne then. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah.
2: But it would have been even more of an issue in America, I feel, than it was in uh, the UK. Because if you, you know, if, I mean, if you look at how many votes Corbin actually got, he got more votes than Tony Blair did. He got more votes than Gordon Brown did. It's just a number of different other reasons that meant he didn't win the election. Uh, but let's not get sidetracked by all our election nonsense. It's a yeah, yeah. Uh, it says Trump watch. But I feel like I know, I feel like the Corbyn effect would have had more of an effect in America on Sanders because of how opposed to just any kind of socialism America is. You know, they don't even want socialised healthcare. They'd prefer to pay 20 grand or whatever it is every time they break their legs.
1: <laughs> they want to pay insurance instead of just paying for it through tax in a lesser amount. They'd they rather pay more for insurance.
0: hmm Because I don't want to have to pay for your healthcare. Why should I have to pay for someone else's
2: well-being? Uh, but I, I'm the, super the, healthy as well. I just came back from the Trump rally in Tulsa and it was super healthy. No
0: one wore a mask. <laughs> I shook hands with every single person there. Okay, now
2: you're going back to our politics. That's yeah, yeah. That's...
1: <laughs> that was our prime minister doing that during oh, wait, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> oh no!
2: Oh, should, <laughs> we, should we take a quick break and then and then come back and
0: Yes, yeah. Um, we'll come back and refocus yeah. our aim on Trump because I feel like we got a bit sidetracked. Yeah, there. We'll yeah. Be yeah. Back. Go make a cup of tea. Go make a cup of tea, listeners.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll be back after this. Mm-hmm you are listening to a podcast the chamber of the elders podcast and if you weren't aware of that fact what did you think was happening and welcome Welcome back back. Back. oh jinx right uh
0: uh, take it away just oh yeah uh, uh
2: stephen jackson <laughs> That's how, how how does jinx work? Like you have to say someone's name and then they're no longer jinxed. Something.
0: Right? Yeah, well it's when he's supposed to yeah. He jinxed me. But I just broke the jinx, so you gotta punch me in the arm, I think, is the
2: Well I can't do that over Zoom. Not the technology Ow. isn't there yet. <laughs> Should we um discuss some more Bolton claims? Some more, more things that Bolton claims in his book that Trump's yeah. done. Yes, please. So um so this is a direct quote from the book Um, according to our interpreters, Trump said that uh, Xi, as in Xi uh, Jinping, the Chinese president, should go ahead with building the camps, the concentration camps, uh, which he thought was exactly the right thing to do the concentration camps, of course for the Uyghur Muslims that the Chinese government has been uh, genociding you know, I don't...
1: That's. That's a dark one. Trump supporting genocide and concentration camps because he thinks that because he thinks that Xi will help him get re-elected.
2: Yep, yep. That's another thing. Uh, Trump um, is is claimed to have said Bolton. This is another direct c- quote from Bolton's book. Trump then stunningly turned the conversation to the twenty twenty presidential election, alluding to China's economic capability and pleading with Xi. To ensure he'd win, he stressed the importance of farmers and increased Chinese purchases of soybeans and wheat in the electoral uh, the uh, electoral outcome. Um, pretty damning stuff. Mm. Pretty damning stuff uh, about China. China. It's um, well
0: now because since Xi, Xi hasn't helped him out, he's now rolled back on that and is trying to paint him as the next, you yeah. know. Paint him as the big enemy of the U.S.,
2: which is um, it, which is pretty funny because uh, Trump seemed to be so up for Z, and um, and vice versa. Uh, Z said he wanted to work with Trump for six more years, according to the book, and that Trump replied that people people were saying that the two-term constitutional limit on presidents should be repealed for me, and Just uh, for me. yeah. And, uh, People are saying, and uh, Z said the, that the US had too many elections, and he didn't want to switch away from Trump because he knows, like how Putin knows that he can play Trump like a fiddle. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. that's my takeaway from this.
1: People call Trump Putin's lapdog nowadays, don't they?
2: Yeah, and he's just well, he's just as much of a lapdog for other terrible dictators uh, Erdogan as well he it's claimed that um he offered to help out Erdogan by uh, interfering with a with an investigation by the US into a Turkish company over potential violations of Iranian sanctions uh, Trump said to Erdogan that he would take care of things and that the prosecutors in question were get this Obama people
0: Afaf. God's sake, man! I need to shake your head.
2: You nearly dropped a hard F I think, there.
0: I think the issue with yeah, I think the issue with Trump a lot for a lot of people is that it gets so ridiculous, and he keeps doing this shit that you just sort of mentally start to check out from it because you just like you just want it to stop, so you just ignore it, and that's the big problem. with you can't do that because.
1: Yeah, everything we've just said is from what, like the last two weeks, really? (laughs) Yeah. Or most of it. It's a lot. It's exhausting to keep up with.
2: That's, um, uh, who who was it? Who, um, I think it was in a really good documentary that made this. It might have been a video by Vox, actually. You know that channel on YouTube, Vox? They have that show on Netflix, too. But they basically said like the thing about Trump and the thing about how the news media works in in America and in other places is that you have to have impartiality. You have to give equal time to either side. So it actually in a roundabout way works in Trump's favor that he'd have like 17 scandals on the go while the Democrats had like one or two because they'd have to give the exact same amount of time to the two Democrat scandals as they did to the 17 Trump scandals, meaning that those Trump scandals are minimised and the Democrat ones are maximised. It's exactly the kind of thing that happened with Hillary Clinton's email. Um,
1: yeah. You, you get one or, two, one or two really strong sticking points that they create in their base of voters, and that gets them to the polls every time. Whereas it's a bit more fractured on the left, isn't it? It's, so there's a lot more camps that need a lot of different conditions met before they get out and vote. And it's mm. hard enough to make them vote anyway. Yeah, but, yeah.
2: it's very difficult. I mean, you yeah, know, you got a similar situation in this country where in the last election, uh, sure, Labour did terribly. But if you actually look at it, like all the parties that you could call progressive if you lump them all in together, if they were just one party, you know, the Lib Dems and Labour and the Greens and everything, if they were all one party, they would have won, or at the very least done a hell of a lot better than they did do. Um, Yeah, 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 there's too much infighting on the left. I I
0: was annoyed. It's the issue with the first past the post system we have over here and the electoral college in America that it sort of disenfranchises the left because it is so fractured compared to the right.
2: I think... Yeah, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. For the most part, um, yeah, I think I think Lib Dems just need to stop. They just need to stop. But we're They're talking just, about we're talking about our politics like, again, aren't
1: we? All the Lib Demo- liberal Democrats just stop moving across the yeah, country.
2: Yeah, just just freeze. Just, just stay freeze where you are. Yeah. And, for the next four years, and then maybe you will have a chance to dethrone the Tories. That would be nice.
1: Tim Farron's um, eating his tea, and he just just freezes mid
2: Oh, crazy. <laughs> um, I've just got there's just a few more things that I noted from the Bolton book. I don't know if you guys have any more other than this, but uh, w- one of those things was that uh, Trump said invading Venezuela would be cool, and that yeah, yeah, what? Yeah,
1: what? <laughs> yeah you didn't. Well, made me laugh, but that's really not cool. Yeah, he he
2: also said that Venezuela is really part of the United States which, which, you know, is a bizarre thing to say, and I wonder what uh, Puerto Ricans think about that. Um,
1: fever dream. He lives in a fever dream. He
2: lives in a mad fever dream. You're 100% correct there. Um, Bolton and Mick Mulvaney, the then White House chief, chief of staff, they found out about Trump's invite to meet Kim Jong-un uh, through the tweet that Trump sent out, saying it, So and and then it actually happened, and Bolton. This is an exact quote from Bolton. I felt sick that a stray tweet could actually result in a meeting. And um, here's something that I. This out of all the you know out of all the claims out of Bolton's book, this one just is the most bizarre. I think this in terms of just like what the hell. This one just takes the cake for me. Trump apparently was desperate to give Kim Jong-un, as a gift, a signed copy of Elton John's Rocket Man.
0: Yep.
1: What? When you say desperate.
0: But like, like, is not like he was really desperate to get in this signed copy of Elton John's Rocket Man.
2: Because, what? For, to, to what ends? Did he think that Kim Jong-un would find it amusing or that he, he'd be like enamoured by it, that he'd feel like, oh yeah, Trump gets me, I am a rocket man. It's just bizarre, because really, if that had happened, Kim would have just looked at it and been like, what the What the hell? Yeah, is Trump,
1: is Trump an
0: Elton John fan? Yeah. Well, he plays a lot of Elton John at his rallies and stuff as well.
1: Does
2: he actually? Yeah. That's messed up. You know, Did you see uh, Tom Petty's family put out a statement this past week as well, because uh, he'd used the Tom Petty song at his Tulsa family... Uh, to- Tulsa rally, rather, and um and Tom Petty's family basically put out a statement going like, "You're not allowed. How dare you?"
0: Yeah, I suppose Unless, it just depends on a lot who owns of, of music. Yeah. When they get played.
2: Yep, true and rightly so. Um, that's all I've got from the Bolton book. I don't know if you guys found anything else. Did
0: you guys? Well, did you guys? Did you guys watch the ABC interview with Bolton?
2: No, I didn't. What? What? What, no. what did he say? What kind of things?
0: So it was like. uh you know the interview was just asking him like because he's Bolton has served under
1: both bushes. Uh, <laughs> it makes it sound like he's <laughs> like hiding under bush, hiding under a bush. Back, like back the, in the, the back in the seventies in his porno days, yeah. it's like some
2: Cyrano de Bergerac <laughs> stuff. Like he's secretly feeding <laughs> Trump words by
0: hiding behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because he because he served under he served under Reagan and George Bush Senior, George Bush Junior, and. He do like, what's the White House like? He said it's the most fractured White House he's ever seen. He said that like meetings instead of actually them trying to come up with policies are just like big, almost food fights of just people shouting and arguing. Um, he said the president doesn't read basically anything. He says he's, to his knowledge he's not read nearly any of the briefings. He said secu- national security briefings are once or twice a week when they should be every single day and they had to keep going over key concepts time and time again apparently the one that he, the one that jumped to his mind in the interview was he said i had can't remember like he, i'm paraphrasing but he basically said i can't remember the amount of times i've had to explain to him why there's a north and south korea and why <laughs> why the border is why it's cut in half like he had to keep explaining it to him again and again it won't go in oh um, my god but he said that he said like the, the president you know he's got um A lack of impetus to learn, a lack of, you know, knowledge to retain the information and a lack of work ethic. But when it comes to any re-election sort of planning, he's on it. He's like, you know, a man with an actual brain and a drive to do something. Another thing he mentioned was that Trump's official day doesn't start until twelve. <laughs> like the official working day in the White House doesn't start until twelve.
2: Well, that's me. Sounds like me. Yeah, that's basically me. But like, I'd be the first to say I shouldn't be president of the United States. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh, and then what was the all the other things that he was saying? You, you'd do, you a, do really a way really better Trump job than, than Trump, Trump, bro.
1: bro. Yeah, I no, probably no, yeah. would. It's I'd, so I'd
2: listen to my intelligence briefings at the very least. Like Jesus. <laughs> you, you would read, read
1: things. things probably.
2: probably. I wouldn't tweet you know, racist things, and I wouldn't m- make things up, and oh, good God, I just, ah! Uh,
0: and then the other big uh, re- revealing bit in that was that uh, Jared Kushner apparently just gets handled everything. Apparently in the, meet, in the press, you know, briefings, Trump's like, oh, China, Jared, you could do with that. Middle East peace, Jared, you sort that out. Israel and Palestine, Jared, can you... That's, that's that's Ivanka's husband. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, Ivanka's husband.
2: He he's he's uh, notoriously un- official. he's notoriously like useless as well. Like Jared Kushner is not a guy who should be given this amount of power. It's really really a really bad thing. Yeah, and uh, y- y- you know what like their big long plan is, right? You know like they're basically trying to make it so that Ivanka will uh, eventually become president as well.
0: Yeah, so he wants to make a dynasty, doesn't he? He basically.
2: wants to make a political Trump dynasty and um it's really kind of sad how many people have been fooled into that.
1: Maybe America's going to go into like a new monarchy with the Trumps as the first bloodline. King Donald the 1st, there'll be an uprising when he refuses to uh give, give up power. power.
2: I tell you what, if they if, the, if, yeah. that, if that was to happen and they actually did it through uh, bloodline, there'd be a hell of a lot of um, claimants, wouldn't there? <laughs> like, imagine how many. Like any good royal are... family. Yeah, yeah, true. But imagine how many <laughs> bastards Trump's got running about through his multiple horrible things. Um, it's crazy. multiple yeah. horrible things. Multiple horrible <laughs> things.
0: Uh, yeah, is the that's all I had about Bolton's book. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could sum it all up in saying that we think Trump is a bad guy. Um, it goes agree. without saying
1: I... to anyone with half
2: a brain. I feel like Trump and, uh, is... Um, yeah. He's hes representative of the world as it is now. The, we are living in the post-truth world, not just in America, over here as well. Um, and a lot of... Uh, an alarmingly... Large amount of people An increasingly large amount of people Are okay with that Now Like Honestly I, I think a good deal of his supporters Know how full of shit he is But Because he's on their side They don't care In fact I, I feel like A lot of his supporters see it as a positive How much he lies And things Um, We, we were talking about it earlier Matt And I made quite a good comparison I thought uh, not to toot my own trumpet or anything, but um Trump your own horn. yeah, trumpet my own trumpy horn, but I think you you'd like this comparison, Steve-O. I liken it to diving in football how there's there's a huge amount of people now who um see diving as just a part of the game and not even that, but like part of what makes you a good footballer is how convincing you are in your diving.
0: Um... Yeah, I don't think it's a perfect comparison, but, no, but in
2: terms of in this country, yeah, yeah, it's not perfect comparison at all. But
0: I just thought, but it, it, yeah, in this country, you do find a lot, you know, a lot more people now are saying, oh, well, it's just part of the game; you can't bother changing it and accept it and don't get outraged by it." It's like what we were saying earlier with the amount of scandals that Trump's doing. It's just you can't even bat a lot, bat an eye at some of them because. Next day, he's done something even worse, or
2: yeah, yeah, even more
0: life-threatening.
2: people are talking about you know coming out of the coronavirus and what the new normal is going to be. I think people really need to think more about the current political climate as the new normal in comparison to you know what was before. Because yeah, the world we're already is, in it. Yeah, the world has changed, and it's a uh, not changed for the better. Well, basically,
0: well, that's sort of the ticket that Biden's running on, isn't it? He wants he thinks that he can get the right and the left to work together again like they used to.
2: Yeah, I, it remains to be seen, That doesn't it? <laughs> it? does remain to be seen.
1: Hopefully, Hopefully enough of the boomers, boomers there want that
2: too. Yeah. Who
1: knows? Instead, Instead of just, just more, middle, middle fingers, fingers up at everyone.
2: Let me just pause for a sec because my dad's ringing me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um what were we talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah what? that's the that's the issue isn't it when you do a break like that and then you don't remember where you were
2: yeah we, we, we were uh, ragging uh, on hey. trump
1: and we were talking about how people live in a post-truth world now
2: mm. and
1: they're okay yeah. with it and we need to accept that we're already living in it
2: yeah yeah we certainly do um have you heard about parlor this new thing parlor so, oh, nice. so there's been. Um, you might have seen in the past week, Katie Hopkins got permanently banned from Twitter. Finally, thank oh, God. Oh
0: yeah, this is the new new social media.
2: Yeah, isn't it? So Parler is basically um, the same idea as Twitter. It's a microblogging site, but it, it it specifically prides itself on being pro free speech, which you know really just means you can come on our site and say whatever you want, no matter how racist or hateful it is. And uh, a lot
1: what sort of people that attracts?
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> basically all the prominent right wingers have been going over there. It, you know, it's really funny, actually. Um, so it, the day after her Twitter ban, Katie Hopkins made a parlor account and it instantly got yeah. given like their blue tick or their version of the blue tick. You know, it was a verified account and everything. Uh, was posting some things on Parler a few days later and it was like, I think I'm going to start up a legal thing against Twitter, but I'm going to need to start a, a, a Kickstarter or whatever, a, a Kickstarter. Will anyone be cool with donating to it? And uh, she set up this like, fundraiser to raise funds for a legal battle against Twitter. And after raising, like, yeah, only raised, like, £500 in the end, but after raising that £500, it came to light that it wasn't Katie Hopkins. It was a fake account. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So someone had made a fake Katie Hopkins account specifically to fleece the fascists out of their money and the racists out of their money, and I'm all for it. It's absolutely hilarious.
1: I love how much trolling happens with Katie Hopkins nowadays. She's just... Just a walking target for Dude, like, three people.
2: I honestly believe her career is basically over now. It it was practically over by this point anyway. Like the only thing she had left going for her was Twitter, and now that's taken away from her. Like you know, like she's meant to be like a, a writer and a columnist and stuff. All her latest articles are on like really dodgy, kind of far right, no name websites. She you know the mainstream serious news and media outlets aren't even considering working with her anymore her, her career is done as far as I'm concerned
0: uh, if she wants to get if she wants to bet Alex Jones would have her as like a British correspondent <laughs>
1: yeah yeah she might flee to America trying, I don't know maybe we'll see her in the White House if Trump gets re-elected.
0: Her and Faraz shaking hands.
2: No, you know the what? Trip. You know what? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in her back catalogue of terrible comments, she's made some really offensive remarks about Americans. And I think if she did go over to America, someone would dig those up. <laughs> uh, but that's merely speculation. Um, but yeah, so parlour. That's the whole thing. It's a, they were calling it Twexit.
0: Uh, for fuck's sake. I
1: will no, drop an F bomb that no. time. Yeah, that that's worthy of
2: a hard F. That. You are you are holding off on the F, on the F bomb. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I never see Trump on well, this is the thing like a, a lot of his supporters have been calling for people to go over to Parler uh, anyway in the past few months. People are basically waiting for the day when Trump or Boris Johnson is going to start up a Parler account and that's going to be the day when they start taking Parler more seriously. But for now it's a joke. You know, I mean,
0: but is it, it,
1: come racist with us. is it
0: not a danger of yeah becoming like Twitter being the microblogging site for the left and Parler just being the microblogging site for the right and never the twain shall meet?
2: But the thing is, like, I've been on Twitter quite a lot in the past month or so. I've never really used it very seriously before, but in the last couple of months, I have been using it. Um, there's just as it, it's pretty even on Twitter. It's pretty damn even. There are just as many right wing maniacs as there are left wing maniacs, and um, it's um, it's absurd to think, I feel, um, that it's a left-wing bubble, because it's not. There's so, there's so much right-wing conversation going on Twitter. In fact, the right-wing conversation often overtakes the left-wing conversation, especially in the UK trending sections.
0: Yeah, no, but what I'm I meaning my... is if... Go on, to I would say if a lot of right-leaning columnists and or whatever move to parlor mm. and their fans go with them
2: well yeah then well, there
0: could be a danger of just creating two independent spheres that never interacts yeah I don't know how much nicer that would make the internet i guess but.
2: yeah but i i think like not enough right-wing people are going to leave twitter and also um it is it is scary that there have been like a few tory mps and that kind of thing go over to parlor it's scary to think like it could be like Basically like a radicalization tool that, you know, like that will completely radicalize people um, into like the alt-right or the far-right or whatever, the kind of views that Katie Hopkins espouses. Um, Yeah. I tell you what, I hope Trump doesn't start a parlor. It'd be bad times.
1: Yeah. Is that the takeaway? Yeah. Today. Less Trump, the better. Certainly
0: is. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we can confidently say we all think Trump's a bit of a twat. A hard day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you
2: know what? I think it shouldn't be forgotten as well that um, until he became president, uh, if you said Trump in England, you meant fart. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a word yeah. for fart. President fart.
1: <laughs> president fart. Uh, president poop. <laughs> President Shart.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, he's gone from fart to shart in the last President:
0: uh, President Shart on a first date is what I will call him now.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's a nightmare. Pre-
1: president Skids.
0: <laughs> president <laughs> Skids. <laughs> except
1: except the, the pants are also stained with fake tan. That's uh. what Trump is. It's some ratty old underwear that's, like, yeah. stained with fake tan and a skid mat. That, that's his presidency. Yep, he is that of so, society. Uh, that I don't think there's much point. else to say other than just
0: devolving into insulting him, which we might release as a bonus podcast, just as...
1: Yeah, just half an hour of us being like, oh, what a gremlin. Can't yeah. believe. He's, he's, he's a,
0: a He's a persistent stain on the bowl of society that no matter how hard you brush it, you just can't seem to get it down the pen.
1: If there's one takeaway today, listeners, go and Google um, Donald Trump posture. Because it's weird, but you have to see it. I can't really um, describe it. Wait, we can no. get a live
0: reaction from me. I won't describe it, but you can <laughs> just hear my live reaction.
2: All right, I'm excited for this. Actually,
0: Trump's stance,
1: like posture, it's About the way posture. Side-on shots not... show show how he's a bit hunched and weird. I do the oh, same, it's weird.
2: weird. my laptop.
1: He sort of leans forward, doesn't he? On his the on fuck his... is that? Yeah. <laughs> another another
0: harder <laughs> It's like Yeah it's, uh, it's like he's constantly teetering on the edge of falling over Face first Maybe like that's he's why he was so scared going
2: down the ramp That's why he was so scared going down the ramp Maybe, That's yeah. why he did it so slowly Because the man's like so top heavy
0: In yeah. the one shot here He looks a bit like um, Arby Out of uh, Utopia In The way yeah. he just sort of stood there like a giant toddler He's—he's <laughs> a, he's a
2: creepy guy. He's a creepy damn guy, isn't he? Um, but yeah, that's about it for Trump this week, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's been a Trump watch. We'll Trump return lunch.
0: with our final episode of this Corona series yeah. as lockdown is being starting to be lifted.
2: Yeah. Before before we go, shall we lighten the mood up a bit? Maybe weekly recommendation. What have you guys been? Binging on or watching on this week?
0: Um, what have I been doing? Uh, I downloaded a, an audiobook about Yorkshire, so I've been listening to that. That's very nice. What about you,
1: Matt? I've been uh, playing The Last of Us 2. Oh, yeah.
2: There. You've been enjoying really? that. We've, we've talked about this, yes.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah. I'm not into video games myself. I've been reading books. I've read two books this week. and i'm very very proud of myself
1: were they they big books
2: no they were really tiny they were both like 200 pages two
1: (laughs) (laughs) pamphlets but
2: but like i've just i've 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 not been reading as much as i should do this year so i just thought like no i'm gonna do it and i did it i'm very happy so yeah um nice one yeah what books were they Uh, so uh, one was the farewell party by Milan Kundera, which is one of the most misogynistic novels I've ever read. Um, it, it was like it, it was entertaining, but my god, that guy is an asshole. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> is it as bad as
1: James Bond? What yeah. was it? You know, is it like what? real?
2: I've never actually read James Bond, uh, I've never read any of the James Bond books, although I did uh, just the other day pick up uh, Casino Royale from the little book box that's around the corner from me. I've read um, that one.
1: And yeah, can I'm confirm a... he's very misogynistic in well, it. There's a, there's a bit in it where Bond's just, it's like Bond's in thoughts on women and he's like, women just get in the way and they're there for, basically, literally like, women are there to be objectified, they're not there to do anything important. That was Bond's <laughs> thoughts on it, and he was right. It's um, interesting
2: how the Daniel Craig uh, adaptation of that film was so um, kind of trying to remodel Bond as not
1: a misogynist, wasn't it? Um, yeah, well, what I like about the, what I like about Casino Royale, the book, is that it's a more human Bond than you get in the, um, in the films. Uh, yeah, that that was think? quite nice. Yeah, once you put the, the, old, the old chauvinistic shit aside which is you know it's, you it's a James Bond it. book you yeah. yeah, don't don't read them if you don't like that if you can't you know it's not changing but it, I don't know tell me when you've read it and we'll, yeah we'll
2: I, I will I definitely will uh the, the other novel i read this past week was Invisible Cities by Italo Calvino which um was um very interesting uh, um I can't really explain it very succinctly in a sentence or two a very postmodern book about cities basically and uh
0: uh, I'll just leave it at that Fair enough mm. uh, Last words, well, should we do that and then we can uh, lead the listeners Be Yes, I like our last
2: words things, uh, what, what's yours? Oh, um <laughs> Steve-O's now looking around his room <laughs>
1: What's
2: he uh, going to land on? Bass <laughs> Bass, okay, bass Matt
1: um buck donald trump
2: yeah cool my mine is uh uh packing cuz i've been doing lots of packing this week cuz i'm moving out of my flat and it's a uh, hard yeah pack, pa- in. Pa- pack it in pack it in pack it in yeah, <laughs> in. yeah i'll try goodbye, goodbye.